Our gospel for today is from John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Across the vast expanses of our universe are clouds of hydrogen gas and dust. These clouds, called nebula, are often dark and opaque. But as more and more dust gathers within these clouds, gravity causes these, the dust particles and gas to bunch together, getting closer and closer, causing the nebula to heat up. The more dust particles there are, the hotter the temperature becomes, until all the particles and the gas are fused together, creating helium and releasing a large blast of energy that explodes outwards, pushing against the inward pull of gravity and a new star is born. Scientists estimate that approximately six or seven stars are born in the Milky Way galaxy each year, though not as bright or as hot as our sun. Now, I'm no expert when it comes to science. In fact, when it came to school, while I got good grades in science classes, I actually did the poorest in science. I always struggled to grasp how things work and why the world worked the way it did. In fact, in preparation for this sermon, I had to watch a video and read three different articles to finally grasp and be able to tell the opening of my sermon to you all this morning. So if you're not getting it, go online and do a lot of research on your own. It was hard to grasp. 
But it's because of this mystery and not completely understanding how it works that I love it so much because I'm still amazed and baffled by it today. To think that scientists are able to understand how stars are formed, what they're made out of, and even predict where a star is most likely to be born millions of light years away is just mind-boggling to me. I wouldn't even know where to begin to figure something like that out. I also, as a pastor, find it interesting to note that a star is formed made with dust being compacted together with gas, similar to the way that God created human beings in Genesis 2 by using the dust from the earth and breathing life into it. The creation of us, our world, our galaxy, our universe, all originating from teeny tiny particles and atoms floating around in space is truly amazing and difficult to wrap your head around. Well, our gospel for today is equally difficult to grasp and wrap your head around. The author begins the Gospel of John in this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Or depending on your translation, the darkness did not understand the light, which, if you look at all of John's gospel, might be more the idea that the author of John was going for here. Then a little later, the author continues this line of thinking with, and the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. So in this opening passage, the author of the Gospel of John is claiming that Jesus is God's word come to life in human form. In other words, something intangible, an idea, a breath and a sound, a word, or gas, so to speak, that existed before the creation of the world has become something tangible, flesh and bone, body and soul, dust. And so Jesus, our star, is born. And if that weren't mind-blowing enough, the author of John is also claiming that this person of Jesus is somehow both 100% God and 100% human. Can anything be 200% of something? My head hurts already and we haven't even finished the first chapter of John. Why on earth would John start their gospel in this way, especially when this author wrote their gospel last of the four gospels and therefore had the other three versions of Jesus' life story to work off of? Did the author just want to be different and creative, to stand out like a literary Picasso of Christ followers or something like that? And what does all this have to do with us? Well, once again, Knowing the context, the purpose, and the audience of the author gives us some big clues. In the Roman Empire and culture of Jesus' day, Greek philosophy 
was very influential and important to their culture and their understanding of how the world worked. And the word and understanding of logos, which Greek philosophers used, was well known as a being which is divine and orders the universe. And the belief was that through education, good works, and enlightenment, one could become like God, close to God, a mini logos, if you will. But in our gospel reading for today, the author of John takes this word logos and flips it on its head. Instead of us being able to become like God, God needs to come to earth and help us do good works, enlighten us, change and transform us, shine light through us. So he describes Jesus as the Logos, the word made flesh from the beginning. For his audience, which was primarily Jewish, but perhaps also Gentile, this would be a shocking claim. Why on earth would a being that powerful, that important, ever want to stoop so low as to become a creature like us? And if we follow the literary tradition of Matthew and Luke, the Christmas story that we know and love so much, why would God come in the form of a small, helpless baby to a lower-class family of simple means? It just doesn't make sense. It is just as mind-blowing to me as learning that our solar system began from some dust and gas. That is not something a god would do. And that's exactly the point that the author of John is trying to make. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Israel who guided Moses and the people through the wilderness, through whom, as our gospel mentioned, the law was given. The God who literally made their dwelling among the people in a tent that moved wherever the people went in the wilderness and who stuck with the people through tough times is not like any other God. Our God cares deeply for us, for the world, and loves us and all of creation. As our Old Testament reading from Micah reminds us, our God is a God who cares deeply about keeping their promises, who, like a shepherd, takes care of and protects the sheep, the people. Our God is a God who cares about justice and peace in our world. And as is often the case for our God, both our Old Testament reading from Micah and our gospel for today highlights that God likes to use the smallest, most unlikely people, things, and places to do the most miraculous things. From the tiny city of Bethlehem will come a great ruler. A simple but powerful word will become flesh and bring light and life to the world. For the author of John, the importance of God becoming flesh is not about trying to figure out the science or the physics of it all. Instead, the author of John paints a picture with words, words that were most likely quoting a hymn from that day and age, reminding John's audience that God is still with them. And what a message of joy and hope 
to his audience, who were most likely a Christian Jewish community that had been isolated and cast out from mainstream Jewish society of that day. God still dwells among them, camps in their midst, loves them, cares for them, will continue to work through them in the world, and will always be faithful to them. For that is God's character. And we recognize that character in the person of Jesus, through whom we receive grace upon grace. For me, this cosmic telling of God taking on our humanness in the form of Jesus strengthens my faith even more. Because it shows that we truly have a God who cares enough to give up everything to walk a mile in our shoes. To experience right alongside us what it's like to live in this weary and broken world. Some may see the creation of humanity and our planet as a fortuitous accident. Creating just the right circumstances that led to our existence. And while I don't doubt the science at all behind that, I don't believe it was an accident. Why are we able to think and feel and process? Why are there such important, intricate details in creation? And why is there an order to things that seems purposeful? I believe there is purpose and intent behind our existence in this small corner of our universe, given by a loving and thoughtful creator who is still creating in and through us dust particles, if you will. And we see that purpose whenever we come together for a common purpose, bringing together all of our energy to renew that light and bring a new star of hope to the world. That gives yet another reason for the world to rejoice. May God bless us as we continue to work, do the work that God started before creation and continues even today through Jesus, who is the, world made, the word made flesh in our midst. Amen. <laughs>